Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what we got coming up on the show today. We chatted with running backs coach Harvey Unga at the spring scrimmage last week about his personal coaching style and how he got UNLV transfer Aiden Robbins to BYU. Plus, Boise State transfer and defensive lineman Isaiah Banya told us how he's adjusting to the new team, the new defense, and the new culture since arriving at BYU. But first, we'll tell you about what stood out to us from the spring scrimmage and the ever-entertaining alumni game. Cleon, what's up? How are you, Lauren? (laughs) I'm really good, thank you. The sun is out and we're ready to roll with spring. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know you were excited about seeing Matt Berry and Ty Detmer <laughs> at the spring scrimmage. Which alumni made you the most pumped to see out on the field or the sideline that day? Well, Matt Berry aside, uh, I'm going to say Kaipo McGuire and K.O. Louie. These guys played wide receiver while I was a student here at BYU, and they were a part of that 1996 team that was oh so good and so much fun to watch. So they're about my age. And those two, by the way, are in way better shape than me. And I think they played well (laughs) for being close to 50. So it was just fun to see them out on the football field and see those guys. And I I do want to say, Matt Berry, so Lauren and I had a conversation on the sideline. She brings up Matt Berry because I remember (laughs) interviewing him at Picture Day. You remember, you know, Picture Day. This is this is yes. when the team gets together for pictures, and this was I can't remember. It was the early two thousands, and I remember interviewing uh, Matt Berry and Brett Engeman because they were both quarterbacks. And um, I remember the Picture Day was actually at Lavelle Edwards Stadium that season, so it was it was kind of fun to be able to go and uh, interview those guys. And by the way, he's not as close to fifty. Uh, okay, maybe a little <laughs> close to fifty, but just not. The other side of 50. A little less close to 50 than what you are. Exactly. Let's just say that. Exactly. <laughs> and Matt Berry was wearing jeans. I feel like that is uh, relevant information. <laughs> Something people need to know. He definitely didn't play, but it was fun to see him on the sideline. Okay, let's talk about our experience at the spring scrimmage a little bit. The game wasn't really much to behold, to be honest. The coaches said that they didn't put a lot of the game plan in, especially since it was televised. Thanks a lot, BYU TV. Wait, 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 I'm wait, wait. I, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I just don't agree with that. I, I just I, I think that mm. I think that's a, a convenient excuse by the coaches. Well, it was on TV, yeah. so we didn't want to reveal a lot. If you were going to have a spring scrimmage, guess what? Fans are going to be there. Also, with their phones. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone could show up and film anything they wanted to. So I think that's a convenient excuse to say, well, that's why we didn't do much. They wouldn't do much whether it was on TV or not. And I think it was a fantastic thing for fans that it was televised. But you have to admit, Cleon, it's a heck of a lot more accessible when it's on TV and you can just go find that uh, that film anywhere at any time if you're an opposing coach. I don't think anyone's going to do that. Anyway, you're right. That's just kind of how scream, spring scrimmages go anyway. It definitely didn't have a game day feel, but most spring games don't. Plus, we got to see a lot of new and old faces at the game. So, Cleon... What stood out to you just about the experience of the spring scrimmage? Well, it was it was cool seeing all the old Cougars show up, but yeah, I think the other cool thing was seeing the guys who are still in the NFL show up, and of course the biggest name would be Zach Wilson. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. okay, I should say Kyle Van Noy was there too, so that was pretty big, yeah. and he was broadcasting for BYU TV. But Zach Wilson is still kind of the it guy, uh, and yep. it was fun to see him there. 
And it was fun to see one of our coworkers who works in our BYU broadcasting marketing department just fangirl all over him, <laughs> but not go up and approach him. And we were, tr- you know, we were trying to get her yeah. to just go up and say hi or take a yeah. long away yeah. selfie with him and then like get a little closer and then maybe get a little closer. But she just refused to do it. So that's. That, that was kind of fun to see her just fan. You know, uh, we're sitting there on the sidelines. You've interviewed Zach before, so it's not a big deal for you. Mm-hmm. The rest right. of us are just like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's Zach Wilson. And it's not that he, it's not that he's not good. It's just that it's like we've interviewed him before. We know he's a human yes. just like the rest of us. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. But when you are a uh, 19 to 21 year old girl, it's a little different. True. <laughs> Your feelings are a little different towards Zach Wilson and some of the other football players. I have been there and I'm definitely not there anymore thank heavens but yeah good uh, times we won't we won't name names we won't throw her oh ones, but, we'll have to do this was... when the microphones are off <laughs> okay so. and then later we'll put it on cougar tailgate anyway Perfect. uh uh also uh, i liked teasing you about how to pronounce keaton slovis it's slovis <laughs> not slavis uh other things uh alumni players Sorry, just <laughs> yeah exactly alumni players just hanging out on the sidelines it was fun catching up with a few of them uh my favorite part as the scrimmage was going on Cody Hoffman's son Cody Hoffman great BYU wide receiver they're just standing on the sidelines and his son is there and his son just starts taking off across the field while the scrimmage is going on luckily the offense was driving the opposite way to where his son was going and his son takes off across the field and starts heading towards one of the ramps and just keeps going and Cody's just looking at him like (laughs) what are you doing and he just keeps going and going and he looks back stops and then just keeps going after that. And so Cody finally just has to run after him. So I thought that was pretty funny. It's it's nice to see these players show back up with their families and to be able yep. to um, kind of chum around with each other. And Jan Jorgensen's daughter, who is not even two, was also <laughs> trying to get on the field. Uh, so lots of children trying to get involved. No, it re- I, I agree with you. It was so much fun seeing these guys that I used to interview be dads and, <laughs> and husbands. You're like, man, where does the time go? And it just makes us feel even older. But it was my first time seeing Keaton Slovis, Cleon, and his mustache in person. I love that he has grasped onto the BYU mustache trend. And maybe it's (laughs) because he's close to Aaron Roderick. I don't know who has a phenomenal mustache as well. But uh, yeah, so that was my first time seeing him in person besides from the USC game uh, in 2019. But truly, I, I had a hard time paying attention to the game, as you know, because I kept running into alumni that I used to interview and then they became great friends uh, after a little while, especially if I covered them for four or five years. And it just was, it was so much fun. I think it was such a cool experience for fans. They got to get autographs. They got to watch former and current heroes. So I have to say, you mentioned Kyle Van Noy on the sideline. We didn't get to listen to him, but I could see people just cracking up that were next to him and the players that they were that he was interviewing. And I talked to my dad afterwards who watched the entire thing and he said Kyle Van Noy was <laughs> worth the price of admission, which was free. So I'm glad. No, he he just said he was so good and so funny. And we know that Kyle Van Noy wants to uh, be a broadcaster, sports broadcaster one day. So you might see him more on the air. We never exactly. know. Exactly. And then Let's the admission and then the admission will be <laughs> If you have a cable subscription, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, who knows? All right, Clean, what do you take from what you saw on the field during that spring scrimmage? Mm, not much. Uh, it was nice yeah. to see the Cougars defensive linemen working well together and the defense putting pressure on Keaton Slovis. It was nice seeing Slovis compete, uh, complete a nice long pass to Chase Roberts. It was nice seeing Jacob Robinson intercept Slovis. Uh, Nick Billups, wow, he also had a – I mean, he's like the what – 
fourth or fifth string running yeah. uh, quarterback. Who knows? But uh, yes. But he he shook off a hit and got into the end zone. It was fun to see the offense come up and hype him up after the hit. But, you know, it's it's like a glorified practice to see who's going to go hard. And that's really what was it. There wasn't really anything exciting about this game, except for maybe that Nick Billups play. Uh, it, you know, this is a service for the fans to see their team. It's a chance for the fans to come out and support them. So if if that's what it's supposed to be, then it accomplished its goals. Right. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, much. And even you didn't even hear the fans get hyped up over very many plays. But I think they were also busy looking at all the famous alum that were on the sidelines. But Aaron Roderick, after the scrimmage, said there's a quarterback battle between Cade Fennigan and, and Jake Retzlaff, which we got to see a little bit. He said they're both looking really good. So that's something that I want to keep my eye on. It's not BYU if there's not some sort of quarterback battle. And truly, BYU has the worst luck when it comes to quarterbacks. So most likely both of them will be playing at some point during the season. So let's get them both ready. Uh, To recap a little, the first play of the scrimmage began with Keaton Slovis delivering a 30-yard strike to Chase Roberts. Devin Downing led the Cougars in receiving yards on the day as a freshman from American Fork, and he hauled in two catches for 41 yards. Chase Roberts also brought in two catches for 35 yards, while Hobbs Nyberg, such a cool name, registered the lone receiving touchdown of the afternoon on a seven-yard pass from J.C. transfer Jake Ratzlaff. And collectively, the defense did a great job. That's that's what uh, you and I were talking about on the sideline, that we noticed how well the defense was doing even though it like like we mentioned it's just it's hard to tell but it looked like they were getting after the quarterback and getting after the offense and the defense registered 43 tackles, three pass breakups, four QB hurries and one sack by Atunai Samahe. And one name we'll hopefully be hearing a lot of come fall is Isaiah Banya. Isaiah is a defensive end transfer from Boise State who's had a great career up to this point, but now he's ready for the big stage of the Big 12. We chatted with Isaiah after the spring scrimmage. Defense looked pretty good out there today in this first spring game. We sure did. You know, I feel like we did a really good job of communicating and, you know, playing with effort and purpose, and, you know, the rest just fell through. So, yeah. That's got to be just an interesting thing, learning an entire new defense. How's everyone, including yourself, picking up on everything? Yeah, you know, like, it's it's crazy because it's, it's, it's not a simple defense, but I feel like it's easy to learn. But it's, it has complex aspects to it. And so with that being said, you know, we – with different scenarios in the game and like different third down or like second down, you know, we have a whole scheme for it, right? And so with that being said, with practice this whole time, I feel like we all have a good understanding of the whole defense of when to use it, how to use it, and you know, put us in the best position to make plays. Well, you you doubly have to adjust because not only are you adjusting to a new defense, you're adjusting to a whole entire new, uh, you know, whatever's happening around here, meaning you, you've gone, yeah, everything, because you've got from Boise down to here. So how's the adjustment been? It's been good. You know, it's been pretty smooth, especially getting help from, you know, my teammates, my coaches, even from the community so far. It's, it's been awesome. And I've been I've been getting a warm welcome. So, you know, it's it's been smooth, and I love it. Is this your first time, like, playing on the Velodrome Stadium? It's actually – Against BYU. Okay. As, I was going to say, as a Cougar, this is my first time. Yeah, yeah. because. It feels good, too. <laughs> the first time when you were on Boise State Stadium, you came in and beat BYU. Uh, that's, that was the second time I played here. Second time. Okay, so what's it like coming on in Lavelle Stadium and now you're a Cougar? You know, it feels good. It feels cool. <laughs> it's, it's nice to call this place home now. You know, I look really forward to, you know, playing out here and get some wins. 
do you still like to tease some of the guys that were on that team a couple years ago and say, hey, you're, you remember? You remember I, I, I beat you down here in your own stadium? <laughs> you know, it comes up often. <laughs> it definitely comes up often, you know, but uh, I'm quick to just be like, you know, but hey, that was in the past, man. We're going to leave the past in the past, and, you know, we're family now, so. <laughs> what do you feel like has been the biggest adjustment so far? Like you said, it's a, it's a whole new culture. It's a new defense. It's a new team and teammates. What's been the biggest adjustment for you so far? Right, so I feel like my biggest adjustment really is mostly off the field when it comes to just school, yeah. getting used to how, because the school is, is different than how it is at Boise State, you know? So with that being said, that was my biggest adjustment, you know, because it takes up more of my time and uh, just time management a lot of, in a lot of ways. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But everything else, like I said, it's been pretty smooth. And it's been good. I know you've talked about this with other media outlets before, but why BYU? Why decide to come down here? And did Kelly Papinga have anything to do with it at all? Right. So, honestly, there's a lot of reasons. But I will say first, like Kelly, you know, he he actually didn't reach out to me when I first entered the portal, you know. And it was actually Coach Hill who reached out to me first. And um, obviously it's just how the way everything went, especially when I left. And with Papinga, like, I feel like it just – wasn't the right time for him to reach out to me once I hit the portal. So with that being said, you know, I wanted to display my talents on a on a big platform. And, you know, and I I grew up actually liking BYU. Like, I was a BYU fan growing up. And so with that being said, you know, everything from Canada. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, from Southern Alberta. And so with that being said, everything just felt right with my decision. So cool. My last question for you is, how do you feel like this offense is looking? Because obviously you have to go up against them every day. They're a little more established than the defense because it's not new. It's been there. How have they looked so far? You know, they look really good. And it, it's, it's, it's tough to really go against them every day at practice because they keep – it, they have plenty of variation in the way they play. And so with that being said, but it just makes us better every day too. And So you know, they're looking good, especially having Keaton there. And, you know, all our position to offensive line, you know, they're doing well too. And so, like I said, it's only making us better. And I'm looking forward to playing with them in season come. And, and, and not enough about the offense, though, okay? I mean, let, I, I mean in reality, yeah, let, 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 I mean, come on. we got to talk about the defense here because Coach Hill has talked about bringing a lot more pressure. That's got to be uh, exciting for you being a defensive end. Big time. It's so exciting, you know, because it also it opens up opportunities for me to make plays, you know, especially when we're blitzing linebackers into the big gap. That leaves me a one-on-one. <laughs> it leaves me a one-on-one uh, opportunity on the edge with a tackle. So with that being said, you know, I feel like I'm a pass rushing defensive end, and it helps me out and it helps the whole defense out. So it's awesome. It's cool to see. Isaiah's a tall, strong kid, Cleon. He's 6'4", 225. Obviously, we could tell that when we were talking to him and standing, standing uh, by him. Against BOU in 2021, he had five tackles, two solo, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble, and one QB hurry-up for the Bronco win in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That was a horrible day for Cougar <laughs> fans. I think BYU was on a, a six-game winning streak. They were undefeated on the season with Zach Wilson. And then I think, were they ranked 10th, Cleon? Do you remember I they were ranked? I, I don't remember. I just remember being so disappointed at the end of that game. Yeah. It's just like, oh my goodness. You had and it of right it was there. Boise you were State. Yeah, and it's just, it, I think the maddening thing was that you knew that BYU was better than Boise State that season. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it, it was <laughs> it was hard to watch, but good for Isaiah. Glad he's on our team, <laughs> and I just I want to see just that from this season. I'm excited to see him get to the quarterback, put some pressure on the offense. We'll see we'll see how he pans out, but I'm excited for him. It'll be interesting to see where he fits in with this defensive line 
they're going to be mainly tasked to be run stoppers. You know, I talked to Blaine Fowler about this the other day. He says, just think of Utah's defensive line. And I'm not saying that they didn't put pressure on the quarterback, but those guys were good run stoppers. So can he and the other defensive ends do that? Can they be good run stoppers? Or is he only going to be able to come on in passing situations? Regardless, I think that BYU's defensive line is going to need a lot of defensive linemen. So hopefully they can plug him in and he can do his thing. All right, coming up, the former BYU great running back turned coach, Harvey Unga, talks to us about the progress of the running backs, what to expect from UNLV transfer Aiden Robbins, and how he's found success as a coach. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. While the alumni game was being played, Clan and I caught up with the running backs coach and my buddy, Harvey Unga. Here's our conversation. Let's start off by just talking a little bit about spring ball. Over the running backs, uh, we talked to Aiden Robbins not too long ago. Yeah, tell me about him. How'd you get him and, and what's he like? My charm. My, no, um, honestly, so Aiden actually tripped out here at a high school. Um, it was between us, Louisville, and a couple other schools. He picked Louisville, that's home for him, which I, I understand. Things didn't quite work out over there how he planned. Ended up going in the portal, but when he did at that time, I didn't have a spot available here. So long story short, ended his season and, and uh, went into the portal again. And as soon as he did, I hit, I, I mean, I kept in touch over the years and just, I mean, uh, the kid's awesome. If, if you ever get a chance to just talk with him and hang out with him, like, he, um, he's got a great personality, just a good person. So, it, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, when when he went in, it just it worked out well. well we he, he mentioned that uh, when you first talked to him, there was kind of a familial feel. Like he said, it kind of felt yeah. like family, even back then when he chose Louisville. So what did you see in him that you wanted to bring to BYU? Um, just the, the guy is versatile. He does so many things, like... Obviously, he can run the ball well. He did a great job at UNLV doing that, but I mean, he's a bigger back, so there's there's some power behind it. But I think he's faster than most people probably assume or think. So, I mean, you got speed, power. He's quick, um, but he's also got really good hand. Like the guy can catch the ball really well. So, to me, I'm always looking for that kind of guy. If you can do it all and and you know do great at it, like. Why wouldn't we have you? Yeah, I'd love to have you here. So it's, yeah, I mean, he's, and like I said, just off the field, I felt like he fit here. Like, he's perfect mold of who we're trying to recruit, what kind of guys we want here. Um, just was, to me, I think he's a, when people say BYU kid, like, I feel like he's a BYU kid. And it's been nothing but, like, just fun, enjoyment, like, just awesome to have him here. So. Okay, you talked about how getting a big back that can do everything. Yeah. Are, <laughs> do you just like think of yourself and you're like, yeah, I want someone like me? Um, honest, no. I, if anybody right now, the the kid that kind of set the standard is Tyler Algier. I, I'm looking for guys like him, guys that do what he does. And and if I can find that guy, obviously it wor- it worked out for Tyler. So if we can just keep finding those type of guys. Um, I think we'll be all right. You had a you had a stint in the NFL. Uh oh. You you had a stint in the NFL yourself, and then now you have Tyler Algier and Jamal Williams. How much do you 
use those two names when you're out recruiting? Oh, I, I mean, not not only those guys, but Tyson too. I'm not yeah, gonna Tyson. lie. I'll throw, I, I I'll throw that out there too. Like I, I mean, I'll use Tyson's name out there as well. Um, but yeah, no. Why wouldn't I use those guys? You know what I mean? Like they're. They're the type of guys we're trying to get here. You know, we want those NFL caliber running backs to come here. And for us in the last, what, five years, we've had three of them go to the NFL. Like, hopefully some guys can see that and be like, okay, something's going on over there that it's working out for them. And um, and not just for the running backs. You know, we've, we've had some fun seasons here. It, that's been the biggest thing, I think. Winning games and enjoying it and having fun, um, that's, I don't know. Hopefully the guys outside that I'm trying to recruit see that kind of stuff and are like, yeah, I want to go to BYU because of that. But, yeah. Did it break your heart a little bit when you said that Aiden Robbins, he went to the transfer portal the first time and you're like, oh, we don't have anything to offer you. Is it just like, man, I really want this kid, but I just I can't get him to come here. For sure. And I, I couldn't apologize, like, I don't know how many times to him. I like, And the kid knows I love him to death. And I, I just felt so bad. My heart was hurting because I'm like, man, it's not just the football side of it, but I'm telling you, like, just the person he is, like, that's what hurt me the most because he's a great, great person, good kid. Like, that, that's what killed me the most. Aside from the football stuff, I guess sucked the first time, but I'm just glad he's here now. I'll take it, you know, just thankful that he's here, and hopefully we can put in some good work this fall. It feels like the season just ended yesterday, but it's it's been a while, five months or so, four months. What difference have you seen in any of your other running backs? you got Hinkley Rapati and Miles Davis. How have they done during spring? Um, good. I, I think those guys have not a whole lot of experience under their belt as far as games and everything, but um, they've definitely stepped up. And, and fortunately, you know, for both of them, Miles and, and Falau, they they had Tyler, Beanie, Chris Brooks, those kind of guys to kind of like learn and, and just grow and, and figure out how to play the game. So this spring's been awesome for them. I'm proud of them. They've been doing a great job, and, and I'm, I'm excited for them. I think they're going to be good. I think it'll be really good. I think we saw what Miles can do in that Utah State game last year. It, is there anything more you can tell about us that we don't get from just that little snapshot that we saw of him? Um, I mean, not, there's not there's not a ton. The, 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 I mean, you can see the guy, he brings a different change of pace to the game. Um, he's a, a he's a downhill runner. The guy, you know, as soon as he sees a seam, he's going to hit that thing and go. And he has the ability to take it, you know, just hit a home run. So, um, for the most part, he's that he's a converted. I mean, he converted from wide receiver, so he's got good hands. The kid can run routes. He's got really good hands because that's his natural, you know, position he played growing up. But other than that, I mean. Miles is a dynamic player. I'm, I'm excited for him. So. Well, the running backs have been on, on awesome, and that's a testament to you as a coach. So you're a friend of mine, and you just seem so laid back and awesome. What's what's your coaching style? I'm curious how you are on the field with these guys. What you just said? <laughs> really? It's, truly? Honestly, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I'm not – I've never been really the type to change who I am for anything or anyone. I just – it's – I don't know. To me, I figure if I can get the most out of my guys without having to change who I am, why would I do anything different? You know, I'm going to stay myself, and hopefully that'll attract the right guys here, and I'll bring in the right guys. And it, I think a lot of these guys, 
they seem to want to play a little bit harder if I'm not yelling at them, or you know what I mean? Like, it's amazing how that works. Yeah, so that's no, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. Chris Brooks actually, it was funny last spring. Um, one of the practices, he messed up on a play and was like, Hey, coach, I'm so sorry, that'll never happen again. I apologize, and I just started laughing, like, Hey, man, you're gonna make way more mistakes in the future. <laughs> Who cares? Just keep playing, we'll fix it, and we'll just keep rolling. And afterwards, he came up while we were talking with the running backs and was like, does coach ever yell at you guys? And all of them just started laughing, beating, those guys were like, not really. Cleon, where do you think, where do you rank Harviunga in the greatest BYU running back debate? Ooh, this is a tough one. So I, I, I put together six running backs other than Harvey. Um, one, two, three, four, I'm sorry, five running backs other than Harvey. I can't count. Uh, five of the <laughs> running backs other than Harvey that could be up for this debate. So I had Jamal. We went, this is why we went into communications because yeah, we didn't know how to count. Counting right? is, is counting is fundamental. Uh, let's see. Jamal Williams, Curtis Brown, yeah. Tyler Algier, Luke Staley, uh, Jamal Willis. So those are my five other guys. I put a couple of honorable mentions on there. Uh, Ronnie Jenkins and Brian McKenzie. Again, back to the 96 team. They were so fun to watch on that team, uh, especially against the University of Utah in that 96 uh, uh, rivalry game. They just ran all over the Utes. I think uh, I think they only passed 12 times in that whole game because they were able to just run all over the Utes. Definitely not the Utes of today. So where do I rank Harvey Unga? I would probably put him with those guys. Man, this is tough, Lauren. This mm-hmm. is really it tough is. because I want to put him at number two. I want to put Jamal wow. number one, and I want to put Harvey at number two. But the the guy, there are two guys that just keep sticking with me, and one of them is Tyler Algier. And I say to myself, uh, he might have been better than Harvey, but he started off as running back later in his career at BYU. Right, and right. I, and I want to say Luke Staley. I mean, the guy won the Doak Walker Award. How, how mm-hmm. do you not think he's not your top running back, but he was just so beset with injuries, you know, his time at BYU and then after BYU. I'm going to go with Jamal number one, Harvey number two. Wow. Luke number three. So Luke Staley number three. I'll say Tyler Algier number four. I'm going to say Jamal Willis number five and then Curtis Brown number six. Isn't it weird that we're including Tyler Algier in the greatest running backs of all time? Because I think just two years ago, he was good. Like, he was great. I'm Not his senior year, but the year before that. But I I think he just exploded his last year at BYU. And I I never would have thought he would be included on on the top running backs list of all time for BYU. Are are we including how well they did in the NFL? You know, like I their, was not post collegiate career. Okay, I was mainly focusing on how they did as a player at BYU, which is why I still think Jamal's number one because he's the all-time leading rusher here at BYU, and that's why I put Harvey second because Harvey is now the second all-time leading rusher at BYU. Plus, Harvey could do so many good things. He could rush the ball, he could catch the ball, and, and I think Jamal could do both those things too, and they were both pretty good blockers too. So that's why I put them number one and number two. And I, I feel like Harvey is bringing a lot of guys in like himself as the running backs coach, which is really cool to see. All right, that does it for us today. Thanks again to Isaiah Banyan and Harvey Unga for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.